ever just be driving and talking to yourself or sing or say something really stupid and then you get mad at yourself and like i don't know why oh i yell at myself all the time i'm like i i yell that i hate myself a lot. like you'll say something really annoying and you're like i don't even know why i said that mm-hmm. but i usually sing it like singing yep. to myself how much i hate me hello You are listening to, or so they say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. I feel like I rushed through that, but I will say, y'all didn't have to hear it, but my first hello is always terrible, so I definitely went, hello, hello. So I'd mess myself up if I did that. I got that out of the way. So happy fall, y'all. Finally. And the weather is showing up for it. I saw the forecast going forward, and it's just, like, the Mother Nature was like, it is fall, y'all, and then just dropped 20 degrees. It did, but it's going to get, like, warm again for a teeny bit and then come back down. Mm, Well, I don't know. It just looks like really nice, finally, semi-consistent fall weather coming up. Mm -hmm. Thank the Lord. (laughs) It's already feeling a little better now as we speak. Look, I'm always hot, and I had to admit to myself walking to my car after work, I was like, it's chilly. Yeah, no, I know. And, and I then hate- I said, mm, chilly. And I went <laughs> home and made chili. Did, did you make chili today? Yes. I also made chili today. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, you know I made chili today because you walked in on it. I guess I didn't I did. realize you made chili today. <laughs> yeah, I also made chili. All right, so I got a belly full of chili and some cornbread. I'm feeling heavy, Mm. feeling good, (laughs) heavy with the fall spirit. If you're not in the Midwest right now, I'm sorry. Because I work with someone who lives in Arizona, and Mm -hmm. she said it's definitely about a month more in the hundreds before it will drop. I would simply perish. I would not be on this planet anymore. I... A a day in October over 80 is a day I don't want. No. Oh, my gosh. If it could just be... uh, I would say 68 degrees, six, between 68 and 72 degrees year round. Dare to say 65. I mean, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That is true. That's very nice. It's Gosh. just enough that I can wear that jacket and not feel like, is it too much? Right. Well, in fall <laughs> outfits are far superior. Like, I love fall clothes so much. I mean, I don't, I'm not super, yes, you're a nice I'm little cardigan I'm in it to win here. it right now. <laughs> I don't, I don't wear super stylish clothes. I'm over here like, oh, I love fall clothes. I still wear shorts, but then just like a hoodie on top, which that's the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I like looking at fall clothes. I just, everything about fall is superior. Sorry, not sorry. If you don't agree, I don't care. Right. I'm too, I'm too big to have all this heat <laughs> happening. Like, I can't deal with the heat like that. Spring is a close second. Spring's okay. Sometimes I feel like it's a little too rainy, but I mean, I'll, sometimes fall can get rainy also especially october which is a bummer because like that's our birth month man did you really just let her kiss you on the lips yes i did oh my gosh she leaned over little lady is not leaving and she really just gave her a little kiss on the lips she's jealous because of all the other cat action happening in the house oh my gosh yeah we i'm now up to four cats four and a half cats depending on what happens with this stray we found Mm -hmm. oh my gosh but we are We've not even told you what we're doing. Oh this yeah! Week. Hey, what's up? Happy Thursday! Happy fall! We are back in Terre Haute. I don't. Where were we last week? Terre Haute still. Terre Haute. No. no. Yes. Brazil. Terre Haute. And Brazil and Terre Haute. Well, point is, we didn't go very far. <laughs> so, and this time we are at. Actually, if you look up 
haunted locations in Terre Haute. This is one of the top hits usually as far as like, of course, one of the most haunted, which like we obviously don't even take that with a grain of salt. But we went to Woodlawn Cemetery here in Terre Haute. Yep. And I got a drink for it. Megan wasn't with me when I got this drink, so you're going to be mad. I I wasn't, and I'm genuinely surprised you picked a wine. I did pick a wine, mostly because I was at Kroger, so I was limited. Because they basically just sell domestics, and Uh I can't make Sam Adams make sense here. So okay. So we have, and I got, I'm so glad I saw this brand in like uh, Sauvignon Blanc, and I was like, okay, or wait, sorry, uh whatever a red and i was like we've done a lot of reds and then i saw one in a chardonnay i was like god i really just i'm getting tired of chardonnay so i filmed this sauvignon blanc uh-huh. neat cool <sighs> it is bon terra which is uh is it did you pick it because because why megan because it says terra absolutely oh my god <laughs> because we're in Terre Haute even though it's not spelled right it's b-o-n-t-e-r-r-a Terre Haute is t-e-r-r-e and it doesn't matter because we don't say it right anyway Terre Haute is French and we're not even kind of close to saying it correct but like god forbid the people of the you city could call actually it anything say it right. else you could call it Terre Haute or t- Terry Hottie Terry Hottie we've gotten at any variation it just mix those two words up yeah well whatever so it is a crack top it is a 2020 vintage very fancy california Ooh. neat cool great so <laughs> organic grapes i see yes made with organic grapes i guess i you always read the label i guess i can read the label I this do. is weird because we've switched we've switched it up haven't we yeah so bonterra was founded on a philosophy that farming organically pro- for what farming organically produces the purest most flavorful man See, this, this is, is why, you, why do you don't read flavorful it. <laughs> fruit leave me alone i got that i got that speech impediment oh my god it's it's gonna come back to haunt me one of these days this holistic approach balances the land and surrounding habitat of wasps birds and wildlife to produce wines of unmatched flavor and distinction our sauvignon blanc features aromas of grapefruit and kiwi with crisp acidity and lush flavors of honeydew v excited she's a cracker Let's not cracker. <laughs> I did, I had Cracker Barrel today too. I'm just a mess, really. Oh it was my good. God. Okay. It was good. All right. So we're ready. Yep. Here we go. Ooh. Ooh that was just a solid. No countdown quick... for that. Oh, I didn't know if we usually did, but like, surprise. <laughs> you always count down. See, Kelsey takes the bottle and forgets what what we're doing, where we are. Listen, I don't know what year it is. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. It's fine. I'm trying to pour quietly i know but we have to talk over it so you don't wow hear. talk 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 words <laughs> words words i can't stand this noise oh i have to keep talking i don't know if you can hear it from yeah you could definitely hear that <laughs> that's because i gave up on trying to do yours quietly so whatever <laughs> okay sorry i had to lean for my glass it smells good i feel like we haven't done a sauvignon blanc in a while or what what are you staring at i think i have a piece of confetti in my cup wait what <laughs> I, I'll just try to drink around it. <laughs> Why don't you just get it out of the way? It's all the way at the bottom. Okay, we'll dip a finger in. Let's just drink. What You know what? I've drank worse. You you already had bad water in my house. You don't trust anything. I was thinking of that wine when I took a drink and it had all that sediment. Oh my God. Okay, well, okay. let's let's just take a drink. Well, it smells really crisp. It does. I feel like when we do whites, we do a lot of Chardonnays. So this is will be a nice change of pace. Oh, you do that open mouth sniff, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I get the grapefruit. I get the tart, like, grapefruit thing going and on. And I smell the honey, Can I, the sweetness, I think. That's true. Let's just, let's just drink it. I'm thirsty as heck. I gotta do something to cut this chili, that thick chili. <laughs> that is surprisingly mellow. It's very, it's light. It doesn't have, I, I'm not even sure what I was expecting. I was expecting more of a bite to it and it doesn't have one. It it does a little bit if you drink it like a heathen. I don't know. I just did, and it seemed to have a little more oomph to it. You're going for the confetti now? Yes. Got it. Is got it, it confetti or is it like cabinet confetti? I've got old <laughs> cabinets, if you know what I mean. That plaster. <laughs> you know what? I flicked it already. It's fine. I'm going to keep drinking. I don't. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's nice. It's not bad. It's really light. It is. Flavor. It's not a fall drink. Whoops a daisy. No. It, I didn't have much to go on. The local Kroger doesn't offer a ton. It's okay. We tried. You tried. I, I, I tried. tried harder. Chili was on my mind. I was more like, <laughs> try harder. Okay. All right. <laughs> I said I could have tried better, harder than that. Faster, stronger. Yes. Okay. Well... I was, I had a one track mind and chili was that track. So it's like, oh yeah, a drink. <laughs> My bad. It's okay. So I'm going to be covering the history. I know last week it was kind of weird because we both did history. So I was, yeah. we were trying to figure out who was going to cover it this week, but it's me. I don't really know if it matters anymore. I know, the rails point. have been really rocky lately. Who knows? We've gotten so far off track, but you know what? It's our podcast. We can do whatever the heck we want. Deal with it. Right. Sit down. Shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to read you something. <laughs> I don't know why I just got so I aggressive. Know. Are you sitting down? Good. Okay. <laughs> and if well, well, if you can't, just, just shut up. That's all. <laughs> I guess don't do the sit down. Maybe just shut up. First off, I will say that I'm getting my history from... The same source as last week where I got the Preston House, if you listened to last week's episode. So we're once again visiting Haunted Terre Haute by Ashley Hood, which we said we she has to be a Terre Haute native or something. And mm -hmm. we didn't know where she was, or like from or whatever. And we found out that, unfortunately, very sad news, Ashley actually passed away earlier this year. Yeah. Not really sure why. Her obituary says that she passed away unexpectedly at her home on March 31st, 2021. So, yeah. that's Do we know how old she was? I feel dumb. Do we yes. know how old she was? She was 37. Oh, God. It wasn't COVID, was it? It just says, I didn't read, I, I won't read her whole obituary. I mean. Yeah, that's fair. Just that we found the author... It's sad what happened. I don't know what happened, but hmm. yeah, saddened to hear that. But, but this book she's, is really right. She's got really good writing, and honestly, the all of my information is going to come from this book because when I was searching online, of course, when you're dealing with somewhere this local in town, you're going to run into a lot of overlap. Mm -hmm. So she obviously did her research. So it it came down to the. Every other article I found was just a reiteration of what she has in her book, and she kind of covers it all. Right. Or or the 
source that you would find online just says like we got this from ashley hood like it almost yeah. call, it calls her out sometimes saying like most of this information came from this book so why not mm-hmm. go straight to the source yeah you know, uh, it's sad i i feel like this is definitely someone we could have gotten in contact with and could have gotten more information from maybe even have had on the show it definitely crossed my mind to to research and then immediately the first thing we find out is that she's passed away so that's very sad but she has very good writing so Mm -hmm. we'll continue to honor her by just reading her stuff how about we do that indeed okay so woodlawn cemetery if you reach way way back to the beginning of our podcast oh god pretty close to the beginning we cover no I don't know when we covered it, honestly. It just feels like forever ago. What? Highland Lawn Cemetery. Uh, I mean, Highland Lawn was probably in the first half. I'd say it was in the first 20. Top 20? That's what I thought. Maybe. I'm making that up, though, so whatever. I am, too. We are <laughs> not looking at numbers right now. I feel like that's these two get mixed up a lot. When, we, when I was researching Highland, because I believe I did the history for that one, too, mm-hmm. it kind of overlapped with Woodlawn. A lot. That's true, yeah. I mean, there are two prominent cemeteries. Highland is the biggest cemetery in Terre Haute, where mm-hmm. Woodlawn is the oldest. Yes. It was the first cemetery in Terre Haute. So that's what I'm going to go ahead and jump into right now. Okay. It is located on 1230 North 3rd Street. Mm. Man, I'm just going to reminisce. I'm sorry. Here we go. Off the rails. Literally yeah. not five <laughs> words in. Do you remember in the beginning when we would give locations and yes. streets? And <laughs> and it's just like State Road North 42 West. Country Road yeah. 600 East. Country Road Take Me Home. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is at 1230 North 3rd Street in Terre Haute. It's on a very busy main road. It's actually one of the crossroads, I think. Of you the would crossroads consider. of America. Mm-hmm. I thought it was technically 7th Street, not 3rd Street. I don't know. No, it's definitely 3rd Street. It's okay. off 3rd and Locust if you're local. Yeah. By the it- Rex Stadium. Rex Baseball. Yeah. This is our local baseball team. I guess it is. Yes, indeed. Third <laughs> um, Street is also 41. Yes, US 41, which like... That you guys may recognize. Uh, yeah, pretty much anybody in the United States going north-south will recognize that. You may have hit 41. I mean, it goes all the way to... I've taken it to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I've not really beyond, but... St. Louis. Where does it snake to? Doesn't 41 go to Florida? I was in like Northport, Florida. I'm making things up. Hmm. All I know, it had to be because I remember we pulled up to a random intersection. I was like, US 41, nuh-uh. And, or it was like US 40, whatever. Point now is, y'all gonna, you're, you guys are going to send us maps of 41. Yeah. I'm going to get into the history now. So sorry to Clearly we don't know anything. <laughs> the first thing she said. <laughs> I just don't. I'm just laughing at myself. Okay. Ashley says in her book, Woodlawn Cemetery was previously known as City Cemetery, and it's located on a very crowded section of North 3rd Street in Terre Haute. The cemetery goes unnoticed by many despite its location, which, true, honestly, I, of all the, the whole time that we've been going out to haunted places and investigating places, this never once was somewhere we went to investigate until recently. No, it because it is in such a highly 
trafficked and populated area. That's true. I think that was the turnoff. But it's one of those, you drive right past it and may not even realize it's there. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of a, just a quick blip as you're driving on your way to work, if you're me. (laughs) Not me. But when the cemetery was first founded, this would have been on the outskirts of town in the densely wooded area and not visited by many. So it's always kind of been just a... A, eh, it's, it's there, there. Yep. yeah before delving into the residence and the ghostly activity of woodlawn cemetery it is important to know a bit about the history of Terre Haute's cemetery so now you're going to hear a little bit about other stuff and this is where the overlap comes in okay Terre Haute's first cemetery okay i already lied to you woodlawn wasn't the first first but oh the first cemetery is no longer there no longer with us <laughs> yeah Terre Haute's first cemetery was located on the Wabash River and was and is now known as Indian Orchard, most likely due to an account printed in an early newspaper. Apparently, this is you may all get to the story part and you may be surprised to hear about it. Okay. The cemetery was the first cemetery, Indian Orchard, was often referred to as the burying ground or the old cemetery in early records, and the first burials are thought to date back to 1816. However, the fictional tale of Native American brave Nemo and his wife Lena, does that sound familiar? Maybe. The story of Nemo? Oh yeah, I well I just think of Little Nemo. Really, <laughs> I do like that movie. <laughs> I forget about that. That was a fever dream of a movie. Oh, absolutely. With uh, Icarus the Flying Squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> and what is it? Nightmare Land. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. Well, Nemo. The story of Nemo and his wife Lena would forever change the name and history of the burying ground. As the story goes, the two met when Lena was being held captive by Nemo's tribe. Following their marriage, they reportedly returned to the spot near the river they had that had once been, and I'm the Wee Indian Village, W E A. Sure. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Yeah. And wow, I'm really gonna butcher that one. Hmm. <laughs> Called the Quiteno. It's Rising Sun. I'm okay. sure it's yes, okay. Native for Rising Sun, which is now Terre Haute. Ah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Upon, which is funny because now we're, what is it? High, no. Uh, oh my God, Terre Haute high is ground. high ground. Yes. Yeah. Wow, why did Terra I forget that? Terre is like land. Yes, yeah. Haute High, right. Well, used to be Rising Sun and now we're high ground. I like Rising Sun better. Dang. Right, right. But I can't pronounce that word to save my soul. We can't pronounce Terre Haute right, so whatever. <laughs> Upon arriving... They, being Nemo and Lena, discovered that the village had been destroyed. Despite the tragedy encountered by the former residents, Nemo and Lena stayed and built a home there. Lena planted apple seeds and grew into a beautiful orchard. They flourished in their new home and were soon blessed with a son. Unfortunately, happiness was not to be for the family, as not long afterward, they were attacked by a marauding group of Miami Indians. Okay. Nemo was ki- yeah. Nemo was killed, and Lena, fearing for the safety of her newborn son, tossed the child into the arms of one of the attackers, ensuring that he would be adopted into the tribe. Lena then killed herself. Yikes! It is said that the burying ground was located near the apple orchard. In truth, there had been an orchard, but it was near a Native American settlement in Terre Haute very early on, or very early in history. 
Due to this story in the newspaper, people began referring to the burying ground as an Indian orchard. It has even been reported to be an Indian burial ground, of course. Mm-hmm. What percent, though? <laughs> but that also, you know, considering they were here first, and isn't it all an Indian burial ground? They buried their dead somewhere right. in yeah. very, very early years. So Yeah, I think it goes without saying. Yeah, especially when you know there were tribes around this area. But whatever. She's just, don't shoot the messenger, you know? Yeah, please. But that has also been found to be untrue, that it was not an Indian burial ground, despite constant circulation of the story over the years. The story of Indian Orchard does not end with the confusion over its name or the origin of the location. The residents of Indian Orchard Cemetery have been disturbed on a few occasions since beginning their eternal sleep at the beautiful spot overlooking the river. Hmm. Which I'm sure is what where some of these stories will come from. So is it saying that the current, like this is the Orchard Cemetery, not... This is okay, still... Okay, because I was yeah. like, it's not really overlooking the river anymore. No, we're getting there. This is all going to come full circle. Okay. In 1848, the Wabash Erie Canal was the first bit of construction to tear a path through the cemetery. The canal went straight through the center of the two-acre plot, displacing many of the burials. I hate people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why do people? Couldn't go anywhere else? No, of course not. The cemetery had been closed for nine years at this point. I'm sorry, I skipped a line. The canal went straight through the center of the two-acre plot. No, I didn't. My God, you guys. I need to like put my finger down so I don't I know. <laughs> Are you really getting that old? We are about to be, you know, the, the big. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, the cemetery had been closed for nine years at this point. Since July 3rd, 1839, just two days after Woodlawn Cemetery opened for burials. So Woodlawn opened July 1st, 1839. Okay. Two days after that. The city had to be had to notify the families of those who would be affected by the canal going through Indian Orchard. Mm-hmm. The city published notices stating that those affected by the canal would need to be moved to either Woodlawn at that point uh, or it to the east side of the Indian Orchard that wasn't being ran through. Right. As that section would not be affected by the canal. It was estimated that 15 to 20 graves were moved at that time and arrangements were made for the burials that remained unclaimed. Indian Orchard would be disturbed once again in 1930 (sighs) when human skulls and skeletons were discovered during excavation to build the foundation for the American Can Company. Oh, (laughs) American Can Company. Yeah, I don't recall. It must have closed at some point. You know what? I know. Now I know. The American Can Company site functioned as an industrial property for a number of years before being purchased and converted into luxury lofts in 2018. I, I thought that was... So that's where it was. Yep. Wait, I, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to say this and be mean. I'm sure, I'm sure the apartments are nice. Yeah. Our lofts are nice. You Do you get to look over a body of water? Yes. Is it the Wabash River? <laughs> yes. yes. So, like, you know, I don't know if that's considered... Because usually you pay for location, you pay for, like, the views and stuff. I would want a discount. 
honestly (laughs) from the fumes coming up from there all the cars you have to see be pulled out the bodies the whatever sweet pete yeah that awful awful stuff i feel bad joking about the the wabash so much but it's true like everyone jokes about like you you pull out fish with three eyes and you know uh, an animal falls in and comes out with two heads like it you know not far off it's really not Back to the story. I know, my bad. Back to the history. During renovations at the site in early 2018, workers discovered previously undocumented remains on the property. So even more? Yes. So when they tore it up in 1930 to make the can company, they're like, no, that was all. We're good. No, that was not all. Not very thorough. And because the ground has been torn up twice at this point, now a third time, these bodies are undocumented. They have no idea who these people are. There's no one to contact. Yeah. Um, I said in January 2018, a human skull was found at the site and was ruled to be a former burial at Indian Orchard. Then in April 2018, a coffin and human remains were unearthed at the northeast edge of the site. The remains were those of a 20-something woman who was likely left behind during one of the previous disturbances at the cemetery. Well, that just, it makes me wonder, maybe the American Can Company wasn't near as big as these lofts are. It didn't take up as big of a footprint. Potentially. That's true, because I don't really remember what the building looked like. I don't either. They said a single bone belonging to the remains of a six-year-old was found open uh, upon further investigation. Yikes. Mm-hmm. It is likely that all three sets of remains belong to an abandoned row of burials in the cemetery that were either forgotten uh, or possibly current residents of the Indian Orchard site find their way into ice. You guys, I'm like trying to read <laughs> and I've got the cat behind yeah, me. Yeah, the just... cat is behind you playing with a pen. She needs to get out of here. Mm-hmm. We'll start over. <laughs> okay. It is likely that all three sets of remains belong to an abandoned row of burials in the cemetery that were either forgotten or ignored because no one claimed them. It will be interesting to see if any former or possibly current residents of the Indian Orchard site find their way into the new lofts. Oh, mm, spooky. Right? Oh, at first I was like, what an odd sentence to write. And it's literally haunted tarot. I was like, why do we take it a ghostly route? <laughs> oh D- guys, I am Yikes. so tired and so old. I swear. Kitten really has to take that pen somewhere else, huh? I'm about to I'm about to call in recruits to come angel. get the kitten. <laughs> Might send a quick text. Eh, okay. I will get to Woodlawn, I swear. All of it's intertwined, so it's hard to talk about one without the other. Moving on. All that remains of Indian Orchard today is recently added sign retelling the fictional tale of Nemo and Lena and the sad story of Indian Orchard Cemetery. The sign is actually an area of great connection our contention for some locals as they feel it helps to further circulate the fictional account of Indian Orchard's history. They're saying Nemo and Lena, that story is not true. Oh. Yeah, all of that to say it didn't happen. Okay. But it was published in a newspaper once upon a time and it's just circulated over and over and people believe it to be truth now. I guess. I don't know. And it's not. It's not. Directly behind the sign is a set of stairs that lead visitors down to the riverfront. I don't know why you want to go down there. No. (laughs) The route is littered with trash and graffiti, leaving no sign that part of the cemetery once stood there. 
despite the debris, the site is serene with a beautiful view of the Wabash. <laughs> Do you see what's happening behind you? She has obtained the child. Oh, oh she's trying to get that fluff. Wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Don't scare me like that. Oh, no. Um, Maddie just came in, hoodie on backwards. I'm not even sure if she was just wearing it that way to begin with for no reason, <laughs> but she popped the kitty in, her, in the hood in the front, and she's, she's gone. Thank okay. you. Thanks. <laughs> Get back to my story. My bad. One can't help but sense a haunting and sad feeling at the site, as if some of the spirits still remain, and it's quite possible that there are remains left to be unearthed at the site. Fair. That I, I 100% believe that. Right. Well, I mean, they messed up two times, so... Yeah. Terre Haute's other early cemetery was referred to as the Public Burial Ground. It was located at the northeast corner of what is now 6th and Ohio. So, uh, okay... Across from the bank. Yeah. Like where... Wait. Oh, wait. No, that's Indiana Theater, so come back one. Okay. So you're driving down Ohio Street, and yeah. then you have, like, the two banks diagonal from each other. Mm-hmm. It's where the parking lot across from the bank. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Weird. I mean, it's in that block. I don't know if that was exactly there that parking There was a lot. geocache there. I don't know if it's there anymore. Remember the flagpole? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I do. <laughs> I think I've checked before, and I found a rusty pocket knife, and I was like, uh-oh, I don't know if that's supposed to be there or not. Yikes. She goes on to say that, oddly enough, during the 1820s, some graves were moved from the public burial ground to Indian Orchard, so it is possible that those poor souls had to be moved once again when Indian Orchard was disturbed. So they went from 6th Street to 3rd Street... Now where are they going to go? There, uh, Lord. Not much else is known about the public burial ground, but legends have long circulated among Terre Haute residents claiming that there could still be burials located at the site and that one, when one is driving down Ohio Street, you may actually be driving over the grave of some of Terre Haute's earliest settlers. I believe that. I 100% <laughs> believe that. Unfortunately, due to a lack of records, it's impossible to tell whether or not any of Terre Haute's first residents still remain at the site. As Terre Haute grew, Indian Orchard and the public burial ground soon became far too overcrowded, and it became necessary to open the first city cemetery known today as Woodlawn. Okay. Now we're at Woodlawn. Yeah, now yeah. we've made it. Thirteen acres were set aside for the cemetery. Brush was cleared and a wooden fence was erected to protect the site. The first intermittent at Woodlawn was Mary Harrington. She died of scarlet fever. Oh, yikes. Uh, somewhere between four and five years of age and was buried on July 28th, 1939. Okay. So if we backtrack a little bit, they opened July 1st and didn't have their first burial for 27 days. Oh. But I guess, I don't know. I mean, you can't be, I guess you wouldn't start a cemetery like, oh, we're backed up on the dead. Let's hurry and get the cemetery rolling. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they have in certain situations. That's so odd because if you think about how big that cemetery is, imagine just one little gravestone. Like, hey. I know, to think of it now. Oh, yeah. Especially 13 acres and just one little bloop. Yeah. <laughs> she was very special. Well, when you're walking through Woodlawn Cemetery, if you see any to tombstones with dates earlier than 1839, then they had to have either come from Indian Orchard or the public burial ground. Death dates or? Uh, I guess it would that have would make to be. sense, yeah. Yes. Yep. Man. Eleven names still exist in the records for burials moved from Indian Orchard to Woodlawn, and these intermittents include three Revolutionary War soldiers. Mm-hmm. 
Many notable Terre Haute residents have been buried at Woodlawn Cemetery. In Division 35, you will find the grave of Alice Fisher Harcourt, who was a stage actress who began her career in Terre Haute before moving to New York City. Fancy. We have that at Highland Lawn, too. I believe she was uh, a silent film actress. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. She gained notoriety for forming the first professional club of women for the theater called the Twelfth Night Club. Okay. And it's still in existence today. I was going to say, I don't know why, but that sounds familiar. Yep, that's still in existence. Ed Schaus was a, a member of John Dillinger's gang, and he is said to be buried in Division 37. Schaus was a trusted member of the Dillinger gang until he flipped on the group, recounting the various robberies the gang had committed. He even stated that Dillinger had planned to rob the Dixie Flyer train as it passed through Terre Haute. Mm-hmm. Ratting on your boys. I know. <laughs> And Ashley said she took several trips to Woodlawn Cemetery to find the grave of Ed Schaus, but she did, came to the conclusion that he was either buried in an unmarked grave or that his stone is so battered by nature that it's no longer legible. Yeah, there are so many that are illegible. Or, Broken and yeah. almost smooth to the touch. Yeah. Woodlawn Cemetery is also home to a bit of ghostly activity. This is haunted Terre Haute. Oh, here we go. There are a handful of ma mausoleums located in the cemetery and on one stands out in particular. If you drive to the back of the cemetery, you'll find the mausoleum, gotta flip my page, <laughs> of the Warren family. Mm -hmm. The mausoleum houses the remains of four members of the family. The youngest daughter, Jessie, died on July 30th, 1882, at the age of 21. Yikes. It was reported in the Saturday evening mail that she died of typhoid fever while visiting the Hotel St. Louis in Lake Minnetonka in Minnesota. Okay. So many things happening. Yes. <laughs> Jesse's younger sister, Mary Alice, is also interred in... Interred? Yes. Hmm. I d I She's in the mausoleum. Okay. <laughs> she outlived Jesse by 55 years. Oh, dang. I thought you were going to say like 55 days no. or hours. 55 525,600 mm -hmm. minutes. <laughs> well, she passed away at her home. Oh, God, Kelsey. Sorry. <laughs> I really thought you were just going to glaze over that. I said, Almost. okay. I'm, okay. I'm on a roll here. My bad. Well, she passed away at her home in Terre Haute of cerebral hemorrhage on January 8th, 1937. That is terrifying. Yeah. The girl's mother and father are also in the family mausoleum. See, look, now you broke the stride. Mommy. The story of their parents is a sad one. Uh-oh. The mother, Martha I L. I hate sad stories. Right? Mm. The mother, Martha, Martha, Martha. Martha, <laughs> Martha Ellen Clark Warren, died at the age of 35, little more than a little more than a year after giving birth to Mary Alice. Jeez. Okay. Their father, Levi G. Warren, was a local businessman and was elected president of the First National Bank of Terre Haute. Oh. Crazy. However, death struck the family once more when Levi died of a sudden illness at the age of 49 on June 29th, 1865. 1865? Le yep. Jeez. Leaving the girls as orphans. Fortunately, Martha and Levi had an older daughter, Sally, who, along with her husband, took the girls in and raised them as their own. Good for them. Good job. Good yes. Job. In the years since, the Warren Mausoleum has reportedly become quite the hot spot for ghostly activity. Most of the stories focus on the ornate window at the back of the mausoleum. 
Many visitors to the cemetery claim to have witnessed two faces staring back at them through the window. No. Yeah, no, thank you. They described the faces as being that of a man with thick sideburns who was in his late 30s or early 40s Mm -hmm. and a young woman with light hair tied in a bun who is in her 20s. It's that's specific. Father and daughter, maybe? Because that mm, maybe. Jesse and Levi, Levi perhaps? who knows? Mm-hmm. Well, because they said in their 40s, right? Mm-hmm. 30s or 40s. 30s or 40s. Yeah. Shadows have also been reported moving around or near the Warren Mausoleum, but these tales are far less frequent than the accounts of ghostly faces in the windows. Could these be the spirits of Levi and his young daughter, Jesse? Oh, my gosh. Just keep reading. Yeah, I know. Well, that's you said the other one was in the 20s. and Yeah. Or perhaps the young woman is Martha Ellen reuniting with her husband in the afterlife after losing one another so young. Oh, no. Spirit orbs, which are thought to be energies of spirits or entities manifesting themselves as glowing ball of light, have also been seen photographed in several locations within the cemetery. These orbs are thought to contain the energy of one or more spirits and can be seen and photographed in a variety of colors. For those looking to visit Woodlawn Cemetery, please keep in mind the cemetery closes at dusk and trespassing after dark is not appreciated. Yeah, don't do that. Well, my thought on the orbs is that you are outside and I'll hold off on what I think about the pictures because we're going to cover the um, experience now. We are going to cover the experience. So... Okay. The first of all, I want to talk about the mausoleum because we knew that that was like the big spot to check out. And uh, the whole seeing the reflections in the window would be very cool if we if we could see that, you know? Mhm. If we could see that. If there was a window. Yeah. Because my guess is because of hooligans, who knows? Like <laughs> I'm a, it, I feel like that's why a lot of things get boarded up closed up whatever there are no windows left on that mausoleum it is either covered with metal concrete anything like there you can't see in there anymore now you still have the metal frame in the design it's a circular window but our window frame but there is no glass behind it right no so we actually went to this place a couple different times once at night and once during the day i think in this situation in particular, we wanted to, because we always hope, everyone always hopes for, what what is the word I'm looking for? It suddenly escaped me. Intelligent, mm-hmm. intelligent interactions. But I feel like people kind of write off residual right. uh, interactions. And those could be, especially like in restaurants and things like that, whatever, in houses, a lot of those could happen during the day. The walking through the halls, shutting of doors, like clanging of pots and pans in the kitchen. That wasn't happening at 3 Mm a.m. It was happening during the day. So we went, it was, so the first time we went was actually at night. It was me, Megan, and Maddie. We took the usual stuff. And the one thing that stood out to me while we were there we ha- so we had the EMF, we had a camcorder, we had uh, voice, voice recorders, recorder. yeah, and I think EMF. that's EMF. That's pretty much all we had. Mm-hmm. And we were walking the the EMF in particular. We were walking with it, and there was no nothing happening with it, right? Until we got to the mausoleum, and then suddenly it's like just shooting all the way up to red, like pretty consistently between yellow and red. 
it, except when you get right up to the doors, she's like, oh, maybe it's coming from the mausoleum. Puts We put it up against the door and it just stops. Mm-hmm. It doesn't so much as flicker. And yep. so we're trying to see, of course, we're trying to ask, like, is that them touching the light? What have you? We don't know. Because it is in such a highly populated area with it's such... Uh, it's 2021 there's buildings everywhere there's electricity everywhere there are things everywhere so it is you can't write off that it's not on a line like a power line of sorts because (laughs) i I guess technically but there's nothing that ran over the top of it that like no the cemetery that i could see no there wasn't and that's what we're trying to i'm not trying to write it off immediately but i will say it's odd because right at the mausoleum it just stops and then if you stand about five to ten feet back it just starts going crazy regularly sporadically it's not like rhythmic or anything like that just jumping up all the way sometimes to red and we took some evps at the mausoleum I will say for the night section, I don't think we really caught much. I used Ghost Tube a little bit when I was there. And I actually got there before you guys and I started a session. And I remember I was walking past. I was just walking to different divisions to see if I could find some people. And at one point it said dislike. And I said, who do you, or I said, do you dislike me? And I said, maybe. (laughs) Like, well, all right then. (laughs) I see how it is. Wow. There was one other weird little thing, I guess, if you, because that's, besides the EMF and that, I, and we've seen this before using GhostTube, it'll give us a lot of names, random names, and that typically happens in cemeteries. Yeah. Which makes sense. Right. So I got several names while I was there. But one of the names as I was walking in a, just a random direction I got was Carl. Mm-hmm. And I most of the names I got, I just kind of, eh, whatever. And I said, well, where are you, Carl? Right. And the other thing is in that same section, it kept saying the word boat. And I've never gotten boat before. And I was like, do you like boat and Carl? <laughs> and <laughs> so, Terre Haute on the Wabash, look out. Oh, Lord. And then he said, Carl again. I said, where are you, Carl? And just for funsies, I like took a sharp left turn and just started walking towards one of the stones. And um, I walked right up to Carl. I don't remember the last name. And I just said, <laughs> oh, there you are. Like, right. Okay, here he is. He wasn't lying. I know. Ghost Tube feels a little silly t- sometimes. But I will say also that night, it said another name. I can't remember the name to save my life. But it, wa- it I think it was the name of one of the graves right to the left of the mausoleum as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was like a family plot or something. Mm-hmm. I can't... Abigail? I think I think so. Something. I know there was Phoebe. For some reason, I remember Phoebe, uh-huh. but I can't remember the other name, but it did say it, and I was like, that's right here. Well, here I wasn't is. even looking at headstones. I was walking on the actual paved path, and it said Carl. So I turned to say, where are you, Carl? And he was right there. Hello, Carl. There he is, and he's talking about boats. He's very passionate about his boats. Yeah. <laughs> Um, other than that, before you guys got there, I didn't get much else either. It was very windy that night, mm-hmm. so it was very hard to do any type of EVP session besides Ghost Tube and the EMF. We we didn't think there was a point in even... We didn't do much camcorder footage either, I think. No, well, honestly, that was because my card was full. Oh, that too, yeah. <laughs> I'm so salty. But it all seemed... 
anything that had sound was going to be a nightmare to listen to. That's true. But I will say, I can't remember. Now, let me think if it was. I don't think it was during that. It wasn't the nighttime that we went. Because we also stopped at this memorial, this Civil War memorial, Mm -hmm. which I don't know if you caught. I saw in the daytime. It's a Confederate memorial. Yes. Yes, I did. (laughs) Which I have thoughts and opinions on, but whatever. It's not as in your face. It's just an obelisk with a with a plaque. Right. So And we- they don't even have individual uh, I believe it's 12 soldiers buried there. They don't have individual placards or spots. Their names are just around the Yeah, they're on like a list basically. Yeah. To save time from the tromping and treading around the rest of the night pretty tame. There really wasn't a lot. I mean, the the wind was really hurting it. So we, because we were kind of bummed with the outcome of the night, me and Maddie, while Megan was at work, went on our own to go during the day to check it out. Mm-hmm. And on the day we went, it was raining. Of course. <laughs> and so, again, we're kind of nervous. I try, I thought about the camcorder, but I didn't want to have it out in the rain. So we did EMFs and voice recorders, which the voice recorders I was nervous about because the rain and the traffic, because now it's in the middle of the day, so traffic is a lot heavier. Yeah. And we hit some of the same spots. We hit the Confederate Confederate Memorial. We hit the Warren Mausoleum. But there were some others. We were like, you know what? Now that we can see what's going on, we kind of went on vibes. (laughs) And we found this other mausoleum that didn't get mentioned. And I'm surprised by it because... It was very interesting. It was the Holden Mausoleum. Okay. And I think our understanding is no one's actually buried there. They just have a giant mausoleum to just remember them by. Oh. But Maddie was really drawn to that. She spent a lot of time there with that. And I believe it might have been on her voice recorder. Because we split up. We each took a voice recorder and kind of just vibed where we were. (laughs) We went back to the mausoleum. Same thing with the EMF at the mausoleum where about five to ten feet away it was still going nuts right up against the mausoleum nothing now to me because of the consistency makes me feel like there has to be something running underground yeah yeah it does make me nervous but well we'll get to that so i knew about the windows at this point i did a walk around there are no windows on that mausoleum so if people did see reflections in the past unfortunately we're not going to see them now there's literally no way i'd be very disturbed if i saw faces at this point yeah yeah if there were reflections at this point that is that is something is wrong (laughs) yeah but so there may be something electrical interfering with the emf at the warren mausoleum but at the holden mausoleum she sat it on the mausoleum itself like sat it on the ledge and just super inconsistently and just like meh up to like yellow sometimes green a little bit and a little interactive Mm -hmm. would spike on on this gravestone and she there actually there are little holes up at the top of it because i was like man if i was like you know 10 feet tall you could see in there there were two open holes at the top of the mausoleum on either side that if you could get the camera high enough i bet you could see what's going on inside of there is it like glass or something? Cause no, it's just an open hole. I don't know. I'm not really sure. It looked like an open hole. I mean, I'm sure, and like I said, it was probably eight feet up or so, but oh, mm-hmm. I there was no way I was going to see. Well, 
<laughs> so she spent some time at that mausoleum. I went over to, I found a very old section of the cemetery. Like, these are the gravestones that are completely washed away with, with you know, the elements. You can't even read them anymore. Right. This is still an in, like, it's functioning. It's a functioning cemetery. People still get buried there, yeah? I believe so. Okay. Well, I'm just kind of bummed at the state of some of these stones. Not the wear and tear of the elements, because that's just going to happen. We know that. But I went to this section. I was just like, I really want to walk over here. And I did. And every other every other gravestone was knocked over, broken into pieces. Obelisks were sitting in like three to five pieces on the ground. Oh, wow. Like pushed over, buried in the dirt. And I was just like are y'all upset? Like, are you mad about this? Right. There's one where a whole tree slash bush has grown and the roots are pushing up some of the gravestones. Like, there's covering one. Actually, one is covered. It's very old, but it's been covered for so long you can still read it clearer than some of the newer gravestones. But but it's not even... There's no date on it. It's about as big as a... I don't even know. Like, like a textbook? Yeah, I was going to say like a phone book. As big as a phone book and it just says, Mary Cauliflower. No date, oh, wow. no birth date, no information. It just says her name. It's just this little plaque. Cauliflower. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and it's not even spelled like cauliflower, but I like looked at it. I was like, how do you... Cauliflower. <laughs> so, Mary, you got an interesting last name. Mm-hmm. So I was just... I felt very... Something felt weird to me about that section. And I was asking like... Are y'all upset? Also being so close to 3rd Street, are you upset with the traffic? Like, you hear all the cars. You don't. You probably don't even know what these cars are. Right. It used to be in a wooded area. Right. And in that section, most of these are deteriorated, super old, falling over, broken into pieces. There's one very fancy, intricate obelisk in the middle of all of these that are that's still in really good shape. I was like, who got buried here recently? It's not recently. It was actually one of the oldest dates I had seen in the cemetery. And it was the birth date that I saw. I will say the death date was still close to the time frame that you gave. Uh Uh-huh. But the birth date on this one that I saw that I thought was a new gravestone was uh, they were born in 1817. And it was a Warren. Oh, okay. So, and it was kind of almost directly across from the mausoleum granted it was in a different section but Mm -hmm. i suppose if you looked any straight line you could connect a grave to that but it was like direct east to west there's the warren obelisk and there were only two people on the obelisk and it's so overcompensating it's such a such a large monument Uh uh-huh but yeah he born in 1817 died in like 1840s or something like that okay yeah so not too long after it was established correct so, we actually, we went over the EVPs, and because me and Maddie were the two that did them, and you weren't there, rather than you just go in blindly and not know the little tidbits and sounds that happened here and there, we listened through them. And, surprisingly, within the rain, within the traffic, within everything going on, I think we got a couple notable ones. Okay. So, on one of the recordings... At two different times, not rhythmic at all, like ones that like, oh, I guess I've got the note right here. One is, you know, I sat the note somewhere, who knows where it went, but the the point is, one of them is, say, like, at a minute and 20 seconds, another is at, like, two minutes and 40 seconds, then three minutes and 11 seconds, like, you just hear 
music. Not like a car driving by music, not like a phone going off music, just like Maddie described it as like a tiny broken piano. Oh, uh-huh. no. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> and it's just a few notes, but it's sound- it's the same pitch every time so it's not like a car driving by uh-huh. and like i said me and her were split up we both had our phones on silent we tried to not but it's just yeah this weird like tiny piano noise like music box toy box kind mm-hmm. of music no nope. mm-hmm. and oh, i feel like there was something else oh that's what i was my first question is were there wind chimes nearby but like i said the night we went it was windy yeah do you remember hearing any wind chimes Matter of fact, I do. You do? Yes. By the mausoleum. So we were not by the mausoleum when the wind chimes were happening. So that was my... Because the thing is, where we were... I hope there's wind chimes. My God, I didn't say anything to you guys because I thought it was obvious. No. So this... That's the thing. We went and it wasn't... We went over it and I don't remember... The section we were in, I don't believe that there were wind chimes. I don't really remember... Because it was like a deep like... bling bling bling. Like, this mm-hmm. was just, like, a couple notes. I don't know how to explain it, but it's this weird, like, music. Uh-huh. And the thing is, the rain was going, the wind was going. You would think there would be some consistency. Right. And That's it just happened, true. like, three times for about two seconds at a time. Okay. I I want to hear it because I want to see if it sounds like what I heard the, that other night. Right. And, I mean, I will feel silly if we're wrong, but me and her both... I was like, I don't really recall wind chimes here. She said she didn't either. And we're like, especially with it being as windy as it was the other night, you'd think we would have noticed. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. Maybe sense. we just both blacked out for a little bit. I don't know. But the other thing, we got one other thing that is that's kind of funny. So, again, it's just me and her. The rain is going. It's a little bit windy. The cars are driving by. So, we're making it a point to speak clearly yes speak clearly not whisper especially because i didn't want it to get drowned out by the rain so we're both making sure to enunciate to be loud enough and if you listen to the whole recording you it's very obvious when we're speaking but there's one point where i don't know it was on my voice recorder i had just asked a question something had just happened kind of mundane and you just hear this is why we don't i guarantee it wasn't either of us because you hear under the rain after i just sound like this speaking this clearly you hear a whisper that sounds like it's raining and observation yeah and why why would either of us whisper to the other after we had been out in the rain for at least a half hour it's raining Uh, that's what i was gonna ask how long had you been there oh we were out there for at, or least, at that point when it happened. Uh, I mean, probably a half hour at least. But yeah, it's it was a whisper that sounds... Because she... Maddie heard it first and she told me, I hear a whisper, I don't really know what it's saying. I heard it and I was like, I definitely hear it's. I was like, I don't want to sound dumb, but it sounds like it's raining. Uh-huh. And she was like, that's what I heard too, but I didn't want to say that. So, I mean, astute observation ghosts. Because yeah. why... Why would we have whispered that to each other? At that point. It wasn't like you started recording, it started raining, you're like, oh, it's raining. Like, No, it had been raining all day. And just, yeah, a couple of recordings in was when it whispered, we hear this slight whisper of, it's raining. So. Oh. 
Well, I mean, they're not wrong, so. Yeah, again, astute observation. One other thing, and then Megan asked if we had seen anything or experienced anything. I was like, oh, we'll have to listen back to the voice recorders. But there was one thing that I'll have to tell you about that I'll surprise you with. Oh, okay. Here's the surprise. So, we got new umbrellas (laughs) the day that we did this. Is that the surprise? Yay! Yay. (laughs) Because I don't usually use an umbrella, but I was like, I'm tired of being in the rain and we knew we were going to be out there for a while like let's get umbrellas so we're walking and the little velcro strap that closes the whole umbrella up kept swishing on the back of my umbrella and it scared me i was like who is that but i realized it was me and but it became a distinct sound like velcro rubbing up against it if you know you know i don't know how to say it but like after a while i knew what that sound was so i stopped looking there was a point where it sucks because there was so much noise pollution between the rain, between the cars, between us walking. But there were times where we were standing still. And especially, it started at the mausoleum, at the Warren Mausoleum. I thought I heard some, like, swishing coming towards me, like footsteps. And I wasn't moving with my umbrella at this point. I thought I heard footsteps in the grass. And I had a moment of, like, oh my god, someone's here to tell us to skedaddle. But it's in the middle of the day so they can heck off. Right. <laughs> and... I do, like, a slight turnaround and no one's there. I was like, okay, that must have just been my umbrella swishing again. Uh Uh-huh. We went over to the Holden Mausoleum. I feel like I heard them again at some point. Just, like, two or three, like, in the wet grass. And I was like, okay, maybe maybe our umbrellas are just touching. I don't know. Mm -hmm. The last stretch of time we were there, we were split up, like, yards away from each other like tens of yards away from each other and i was standing near the near the bush tree thing that had grown up and pushed the gravestones up Mm -hmm. and i think i finally noted it on the voice recorder that i was like i swore i just heard footsteps coming up behind me i think maybe it's just the rain and i didn't want to i didn't want to say it because i'm always afraid of sounding like the super susceptible one that's like you hear a sneeze in the other room you're like oh my god a ghost yeah (laughs) Yeah. i don't want to sound like that person i was like well duh there's a lot of noise happening so maybe it just sounds like footsteps so i kind of kept it to myself and we were walking back to the car wrapping up we said we both felt like we had some pretty good evp sessions as it turns out they weren't terrible we got something we think and she mentioned She's like, this is weird, but I thought I heard footsteps at the Warren Mausoleum. And I said, huh? (laughs) I was like, don't play with me right now. I was like, I don't want to sound stupid, but we were staying there. I was like, you remember when I just did like a quick like, oop, and then came back? She said, yeah. I said, it sounded like someone was walking up behind us. And at that moment, both of us were standing still. No talking was happening on the voice record. Like, you just hear this shuffling. And she told me, like where we were standing, what was going on when it happened, and we both heard what we thought were footsteps at the exact same time coming up behind us. Because she, yeah, I told her, I was like, I didn't want to sound stupid, but I swear at the Warren Mausoleum, and she's like, and she even pointed, we were actually standing there, and she pointed where exactly she heard the footsteps coming from, and they were in the same spot that I, she pointed over her left shoulder to the graves behind the mausoleum and when i turned to see where the footsteps came from it was over my right shoulder in between us so 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird. It's hard to explain. There was no one else in that cemetery at any point. There was a car that drove by once, but that doesn't explain footsteps. Right. It just made me feel a little better. I was like, man, I really didn't want to sound stupid, but now you said that, and like, how did we both... It just sounded like wet swishing through grass, just mm-hmm. like quiet footsteps coming up on us, enough so that I thought someone was coming to tell us to leave, uh-huh. so I turned around and nothing was there. Weird. Mm-hmm. Super weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think, unfortunately, that's pretty much all we got. We mm-hmm. we spent a lot of time at the Warren Mausoleum. She spent a lot of time at the Holden Mausoleum. I spent a lot of time with some broken down gravestones. The vibe is very chill there. There's not... I mean, I guess maybe I shouldn't get into that too much yet. We'll, we'll talk about that here in a second. But... Okay. Yeah, I guess everything I want to say sort of covers our next little section here. So that's Woodlawn Cemetery. This this big hyped-up cemetery. The, one of the first real substantial cemeteries in oh, Terre Haute, Indiana. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's talk about it, shall we? Okay. <laughs> We're going to rate it now. Mm-hmm. So the first one is going to be on historical accuracy. Well... Why now, after 50-some-odd episodes, am I trying to backtrack and be like, now are we talking about, like, haunted historical accuracy or just regular historical accuracy or historical accuracy that backs up haunted claims? I know. I'm, oh, I'm suddenly second-guessing myself. I give myself. a three to everything. That's it. Yeah. There's all right. It. Bye, guys. <laughs> okay. See you later. I Okay. I feel like I know what I'm going to do. Me too. Okay. Ready? Yep. I... Let's just go. Okay. Three, two, one, five. four. I should have given it a five. I, I, may, I scared myself with the whole haunted historical accuracy. I mean, it's all there. The recipe's there. You have... That's true. Disturbed, we do this for every cemetery. Yeah. You have disturbed graves that were moved sometime from two different locations Wait, to duh. I don't know. Here. Listen, it was all a blur. I can give it a five. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> And just the the very sad history, not even just of the Warrens, but anyone in that cemetery. Pick a random stone and you may get like a super sad story. It's just That's not how, as prominent, you know. Cemeteries be like that sometimes, all the time. Yep. So a lot of sad things happen in there. I feel like uh, five is... Yeah, cemeteries yeah. will almost always be a five. Yeah. In my opinion. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, next is scare level. Scare level. Yeah. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, one. zero. You gave I'm going to give it a zero. Yeah, absolutely. There wasn't even the fear of, like, being chased out of there. Oh, no, I kind of had that. I didn't. I didn't. I was also, we were there when we shouldn't have been. So well, whatever. I got there before the sun went down, to be fair. And then right. the sun went down. Well, so my whole thing is, what's the worst that could happen if they show up there? get out of here okay sorry i wasn't worried about animals either because maybe i was like too bold with the gate being up around the cemetery but i wasn't worried about the usual things i am like when we went to step cemetery in the middle of the freaking woods and we heard a gunshot off in the distance yeah and we are in a national park so animals could come at us at any time Mm -hmm. that's terrifying didn't like that (laughs) yeah there weren't even the the real life scary things that were stressing me out i give it a zero Okay, I still kind of had the anxiety of getting caught. So. Maybe I'm just numb. Oh, okay. Well, we can I just go. stared at the wall after I said that. <laughs> we can do our third no. rating. Uh. Which is believability. 
Okay. I sure. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, two. One? What in the world? We really don't have it today. I don't know. I just give it a two. We hardly give anything a two. Yeah, it's a weird number to get. <laughs> yeah, it just it just feels right, you know. See, I only got to go out that night, so I didn't have. There wasn't as much activity, I think, that night as what you guys had during the day. No, I don't think so. And yes, I I think maybe I'm biased because I feel like the majority of what I encountered, caught, heard, whatever, was when you were not there. Well, sorry, then. sorry, the ghosts well, just don't like you. My goodness. <laughs> so, last is... Oh, just the overall... Overall rating. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, two. two. Yeah! <laughs> I knew it. I could tell. <laughs> just because even... It's an old cemetery, and I'm sure there are interesting people in there, but there, there's not, like, huge celebrities or well-to-do people in there that I know of. I saw right. one stone said Holman, but I'm like, okay. There was a section that had Gerstmeyer and Holman, and it was, like, all the schools in one section. I was like, mm -hmm. hello, everybody. Yeah. Uh, it <laughs> Wilson, things like that. It's just, I don't know, unless you're going to be digging into these... Right, unless you're like a weird local history buff. Yeah. There, there's not a whole lot It's not there. really worth it to me. There's no mm -mm. super crazy... We're talking about these mausoleums and obelisks and blah, blah, blah. It's stuff you would find in any old cemetery. No offense, y'all. But there's right. not like, oh my gosh, you have to go see this memorial. You have to go see this mausoleum. They're just... They're all yeah. right. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. So that is the oldest and supposed to be one of the most haunted cemeteries in Terre Haute, Indiana, Woodlawn Cemetery. Woo! Mm -hmm. Yay! Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, sorry we sound so excited. I think we're both just... I feel like we started off mildly strong. <laughs> and in, in our enthusiasm. I know, the chili's weighing me down and I'm just ready for a nap. And by a nap, I mean the little sleep. Like, go to... Not the big sleep. I don't want to do that yet. But oh, my like, God. <laughs> the little <Big> sleep. sleep. <laughs> That's why I always say you want to go to the big sleep. No! Just the little sleep. <laughs> so, I'm ready for the little sleep. Yeah. Me too. I know. I'm just tired now. That chili really did God's work, huh? Oh, the chili, the wine, the cornbread, everything. Heavy. Oh, wow. Yeah, you need to see us out before I fall asleep. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Well, if you like this. <laughs> if you like hearing us whine and cry about being full of chili. Ate too much food. <laughs> <laughs> that is a first world problem if I've ever heard one. Jesus. Uh, you can check out other stuff that we've done, places we've been, things we talk about. Uh, one at our website, which is or so they say pod.com. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, which Do you have to call. We'll pick up. Yes, my nose. I've been holding in like sniffling this whole time. Okay. I was going to say, do you need me to like. Well, I guess I don't want you coughing and hacking in the background, no. so just suck it up for like no. two more minutes. Yeah, just just a minute longer, guys. <laughs> I swear we'll get through this. <laughs> get through it together. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Or So They Say Pod, which the activity will pick up you guys. It's just, you know, stuff and things. and Life is nuts. 
It is what it is at this point. And you're only two people with full-time jobs outside of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, please. I'm sorry. Please have mercy on us. Uh, you can also check out our merch at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod where we've got all sorts of stuff and all sorts of different designs that you can check out and help support us that way or you do have the option to donate to our patreon that's a monthly subscription we our tiers start at a dollar one single dollar a hundred pennies yeah. four quarters a month five hundred twenty five thousand six hundred <laughs> micro pennies oh my god uh it starts at a dollar a month and we have a tier tiers all the way up until ten dollars a month but you can go above and beyond that if your heart is just in the in the right place at the right time <laughs> that you want to donate above that that's a monthly subscription one time a month but that gets you access to all of our bonus content of pictures videos evps which there are some juicy ones on there you guys no we've had some really good ones in some of the most unexpected places yeah yeah i mean this one maybe not so much but i don't know maybe jails that we've been to or dams river yeah i guess it's not even a river right <laughs> so that's kind of gave that one away but whatever that was a good mm -hmm. one that was one of my favorites as far as evps go pretty wild yeah really good ones on there that's if you donate to patreon but if you can't do the monthly subscription that's okay you can do a one-time donation to our paypal which will be linked on our website and you can send us <laughs> i did stuff out of order this time so now i've messed myself up that was my fault if you have your own spooky stories or haunted places that you've been visited things that you own that creep you out and pass down from generations like uh, jewelry like a or ring. <laughs> yeah, jewelry or furniture or anything terrifying in your home and <laughs> you've had weird experiences you can send those stories to our email which is or so they say pod at gmail.com tell us all of your spooky stories and we can share them with the rest of our listeners and we can all uh just enjoy your haunting experience yes. <laughs> yes with everyone else realize that everybody has these don't think don't think it's silly like, sometimes you have you don't have to go looking for it it no. will come find you <laughs> yes like in this house mm -hmm. i bought a possibly haunted house but i don't care it's fine we're here now i gave the ghost plenty of cats to keep them company so. <laughs> <laughs> and very last thing that you can do to help support us and our endeavors in making this podcast is just rating, reviewing, subscribing, wherever you're listening right now. Just let us know how we're doing. Hopefully you'll give us five stars. And if not, don't waste your time. <laughs> <laughs> just tell us how, tell us what you love about the podcast and how wonderful we are and how you can't get enough of us because we really need that in our lives. I need affirmations all the time. <laughs> In reality, the ratings are what help get us to new audiences and to new people and help organically get our podcast out there. Of course, it helps when you share us with your friends and your family. We've gotten people who've reached out to us from all over the place, and it's very interesting and very nice, and we appreciate everything that you guys have to say or offer to us. Yeah. And I think that is all. <laughs> 
I think so. My nose is starting to run, so I'm just like letting it sit. I, I don't. I know. I'm draining this, right uh, now. Tis the season. I don't freaking know. Still love Fall though. <laughs> I, I love her so much. Okay, we're gonna wrap it up so we can go lay down. <laughs> yeah, I need a nap. Oh gosh, I started this new job and I have to work so early. I want to mm. cry. Tomorrow well, is my short day though, so it's fine. Yeah. And by short, I mean like a normal eight hour. Oh. Yeah, it still sucks. <laughs> well, we'll wrap it up then. And next week is going to be a, a our fifth Thursday. Oh, oh yes, I already have like I already have themes the going through my head. Are turning. Yes, yes. So if you're new here, and it, it's a relatively new thing, and it doesn't happen often, but every fifth Thursday of the month, we have what we call our twin tangent. Which, if you've sat through this hour plus episode, <laughs> you know it is hard for us to stay on topic. Very hard. So we just dedicate an entire episode to that. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever we feel like talking about. It doesn't even have to be spooky related. We just pick a topic that interests us and we ramble about it for roughly an hour. <laughs> right. What have, We've done glitches in the Matrix, random mm-hmm. murder stories. True crime. True crime, yes. Mm-hmm. I think this may only be our third one. It might be. Maybe our but fourth. But I got, I got a good one. I'll have to pitch it to you. We'll see. <clears throat> okay. Oh, All right. well, I have to be like, <clears throat> I'm excited. That was a good grunt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll wrap it up. We'll see you next week for Twin Tangent. See you then. Peace out. Goodbye. Bye. Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Visit us at our website, or so they say pod.com, where you can donate to our Patreon or PayPal, check out our merch at redbubble.com, and find links to all of our social media. Episodes can be found on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. If you like what you hear, don't forget to leave us a glowing review. Thanks for listening, and see you next week.